Hi, I'm Kevin Ross. And this is The Podcast. Post-Super Bowl 57, more black NFL coaches, por favor, part one. I dig Rihanna. But that halftime performance, it was just okay for me. But hey, I'm going to give the Barbados mommy a pass because being pregnant again, not even a year after giving birth the first time, that's a lot. And uh, definitely congratulations to her and rapper ASAP Rocky on their upcoming nuptials. Got to talk about my girl, Shirley Ralph, causing one or two Republicans to get all in a tizzy over her rendition of Lift Every Voice and Sing. Hey, I'm a fan. I'm a woke Black National Anthem fan, okay? <laughs> Babyface singing the song America the Beautiful. Oh, good stuff. And the piece de resistance was watching two black quarterbacks battle till the end. Great game. The Chiefs Patrick Mahomes, now known as the first half a billion dollar player in sports history, with that incredible 10-year no-trade clause contract, was able to pull it out 38-35 and make history against Jalen Hurts as Eagles. Which, by the way, I was that's who I was pulling for. But I digress. <laughs> Can I say it? Oh, maybe I shouldn't say it. I'm just going to say it. Sorry, not sorry. This year's Super Bowl was the blackest national event I've ever seen. We're not even halfway through Black History Month, and I'm still feeling all kind of Wakanda <laughs> over a doggone football game. Okay, a football game. This is the reason why the Super Bowl remains the most popular spectator event in America. What we witnessed on Sunday, February 12th, was the highest-rated primetime telecast in six years with some 113 million viewers. And yet, the National Football League continues to be underrepresented by black coaches and owners, which they aren't any of the latter. And, of course, that's another discussion for another time. But while the NFL has repeatedly acknowledged that there's a dearth of black coaches, huge racial discrepancies inexplicably continue to plague the league. What's up with that? Starting the NFL's 2022 season, 70% of the players were black. 34% of the quarterbacks were black. And you're going to tell me 9% of the coaches, three out of 32 teams are black? It doesn't add up. Now, as the season ended in 2023, there were five. Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers, who's made two Super Bowl appearances, one win. Todd Bowles of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who actually coached at my alma mater, HBCU, Morehouse College. That's an important factor that we're going to dissect later on. Lovey Smith, Houston Texans. Although he was fired on January 8, 2023, good news is that he was replaced by D'Amico Ryans, African-American, who was hired on January 23rd by the Texans. So that's four. Mike McDaniel of the Miami Dolphins, he's the head coach there. He's biracial, but he still has some brother in him, so we're counting 
him as a number. And uh, we did have Steve Wilkes as the Carolina Panthers interim head coach, but he wasn't retained. And instead, Frank Reich, the first starting quarterback in Panthers history, ended up getting the permanent top spot on January the 26th. So that's the extent of who we would identify as being black coaches. When we look at Robert Saleh, uh, who's coaching the New York Jets, he's considered uh, a Muslim, Lebanese, Egyptian. And then, of course, you have Ron Rivera of the Washington Commanders, who's Hispanic. But other than those five African-Americans and the two that I just mentioned that are non-black but are men of color, that's it. That's the diversity. <sighs> you know what? There's been enough discussion about this, so much so that I'm, I'm done. It's time for solutions. And personally, from my vantage point, I think it needs to be advanced. This issue needs to be attacked using a three-prong approach. One, exhaust all legal remedies available right now. I mean, we've gone from Johnny Cochran, Attorney Cochran, bringing the issue to the forefront in 2002 to the 2003 Rooney Rule being implemented to address the disparities, to 20 years later, defensive coordinator of the Minnesota Vikings, Brian Flores, currently suing for a head coach position. Flores is now forcing the issue. So I am all with that. I'm going to put on my legal hat and do uh, a little bit of discovery in this regard because it, otherwise we're not getting any satisfaction on this issue. The needle isn't moving. So that's the first thing. Two, pressure white allies to become more vocal and assertive than they have been. And uh, Seahawks head coach Pete Carroll, chief of, the, uh, of Kansas City, coach Andy Reid, yes, sir, I'm talking to you. We need more allies who are non-of-color individuals to take this on if we're going to have any sort of success. And three, start having HBCU serve as a pipeline into the NFL because there's the Ed Reed way of doing things and then there's the primetime Deion Sanders way of doing things and I think that there's certainly a lot of room to have a discussion as it pertains to how that could help us with this issue. On my next episode, we're going to do a deeper dive into each of these three areas. Don't miss it. I'm Kevin Ross. And this is The Podcast. Powered by the Grill. Thanks for listening. See you next time.